That would be terrible. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Just for the light The only thing we're all just too uptight And everybody knows they've got the right Cold passions roam in your factions No taste for facts, the old days are back What is going on, fellow streamers? Welcome into another exciting and pretty wild edition of Streamer Season that we got on deck for you. It's KB and Dylan coming at you from Underground Studios. We've got a lot to dive into, as you can see on the bottom uh, rundown right there. A lot of stuff to dive into. Uh, plus, Disney uh, had a D23 kind of stand-up thing today, too, announcing a bunch of new projects that are coming this fall. Uh, kind of like the precursor to D23, so we'll dive into some of those projects as well. Plus, uh, you know, everybody's favorite segment, the streaming platform, Multiverse News and Notes. Uh, but before we get started, make sure you're following us on the socials at StreamerSZN on Twitter, Instagram. This is the final full week to get in on our giveaway with our network, Underground Sports Philadelphia Streamer Season, giving away that Wolverine number 22 Variant cover comic with Brian Dawkins on the front cover with Wolverine. It's one of 3,000 in existence. You will be the proud owner of one. It is certified. All that good stuff. Uh, so go enter the giveaway. And you get an extra entry if you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Which, Dylan, we got Eric Hosmer last night. We hit 200 subscribers on the YouTube channel. Woke I up. buy something. Woke up and then uh, Eric Osberg came through and said, nah, you're not going to reach it. And we lost a couple. So some people out there, a little bit of, you know, a little dickhead syndrome out there. But hey, the real ones, shout out to you for subscribing. Let's get back to 200. Uh, and of course, subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. And before I ask Dylan what you should be doing on the podcast feed, follow Dylan on Twitter at Dylan Mazzola. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. And Dylan, what the fuck should they be leaving in the Apple Podcast reviews? You already know, Kyle. And if you're listening, you probably listened before and you already know. But guess what? I'm going to say it again. You're supposed to leave a review. And in the review, you're going to obviously say nice things about Kyle and I, because that's just polite. Uh, and on top of that, you're going to add what you want Kyle and I to watch. Granted, it doesn't have to be for us to watch it and cover it. It could also just be for Kyle and I to watch it and experience said movie slash show or show slash movie. Or if it's awesome enough and you do a job well done recommending it, Kyle and I can cover it because guess what? This is two episodes in a row. There's not the marquee show that we're covering. It could have been a show that one of y'all recommended. So let's go. Yeah, we got a we got a new movie that I feel like next week we could have the review for. It's now out of theaters and on Disney Plus as of today. It's called Lightyear, little movie. Might have heard of it. Uh, might review that next week since all we have is the I Am Groot shorts coming out, which we'll also be reviewing next week. Um, but also subscribe to the YouTube channel. Smash that like button. Click the bell icon. In the comment section, leave your movie and show recommendations. Let us know how you're feeling about the topics we're talking about. All that good stuff. Uh, and stay tuned later on in the episode when we get to the She-Hulk and Andor news. We're going to give you guys a schedule update for when the pods sure. are going to be coming out. Uh, big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen. Tomahawk Shades, best small batch eyewear in the game. Go to TomahawkShades.com. Get your blue light glasses, your sunglasses. It's still summertime, guys. Enjoy the summer. Get your, your Tomahawk Shades, sunglasses right here, blue light glasses, everything in between the prescription lenses, shirts, hats, apparel all that good stuff tomahawkshades.com promo code usp for 25 percent off your entire order at tomahawkshades.com that's tomahawkshades.com promo code usp for 25 percent off your order kenwood beer dylan's favorite beer to crack open when there is spicy news and rumors about the streaming uh universe that we discuss on this Say show it's not true 
Please say it ain't so. Uh, but crack open an ice cold Kenny. Uh, use the Kenny tracker at KenwoodBeer.com to find out who's got Kenwood on tap in the Philadelphia area. You got to be 21 or older to do so. And of course, please drink responsibly. And Bino Board, go to BinoBoard.com. That's B I N H O B O A R D.com. And use code BinoUSP for 10% off your order at BinoBoard.com for boards, accessories, apparel, all that good stuff. Custom boards available. A brand new board just dropped this week. So go to BinoBoard.com and get get to flicking. Get to flicking, you flicks. Uh, and if you're a real comic book reader, you know what flick actually means. Uh, but Dylan, let's get into it. This HBO Max rumor came across our timelines today. And let, let us preface this. It is a rumor. There are, you know, Warner Brothers Development Day. By the time you guys are watching, listening to this, is happening. It happens on Thursday. But there is a big-time rumor out and about uh, that HBO Max might be in trouble. And you and I are not very happy about this. I'll read off the rumor here. It's got the best um, content across the board. We just talked about this a couple weeks ago, too. Like, rank, like fans well, rank the... Per- think it too. People love HBO Max. So, this is via The Wrap. HBO Max is expected to lay off around 70% of their development staff. And an insider says it sounds like they're not doing HBO Max scripted shows anymore with HBO taking over. A major restructuring of HBO Max and Discovery Plus is expected to be announced. The big rumor here um, at Warner Brothers Development Day on Thursday's presentation, they could be announcing that HBO Max will fold into Discovery Plus, not vice versa, where there was another rumor that Discovery Plus could go on to HBO Max. Um, Possibly as an HBO tab on Discovery+. Plus, HBO Max scripted content will get axed, and overall streaming focus will be on unscripted, and then HBO stays as a premium cable channel and nothing changes there. This rumor comes in light of the Batgirl movie, which I was very excited about. I think you were pretty stoked about it as well, simply because of the way that DC has kind of been trending. Uh, yeah. The movie's been canceled. To cancel a movie this far into development, into everything, like we've seen Leslie Grace in the Batgirl suit. Like, Wasn't it fil- finished filming, essentially? It was pretty much done. Like, I think they were just kind of doing, you know, cleanup stuff on it, and it was expected to be theatrical release, then into HBO Max, and then just an HBO Max release, and now it's been canceled. I don't know what is going on at HBO. I don't understand why um, some of this stuff is kind of going down. SpongeBob, why? It's it's very odd. And, like, you know, David uh, Zaslav, in his cut, uh, quest to cut costs at, at Warner Brothers, Discovery appears to have found some uh, spare change at HBO Max and the streaming service being HBO Max has quietly removed a handful of original movies as well via Vanity Fair. That happened today as well. I think six original HBO Max movies have been removed from the platform. So, obviously the underlying thing is they must not be making money or as much money as they want. There was a merger too with Warner Brothers and Discovery. That was a $43 billion merger that created Warner Brothers Discovery. Um, Hmm... Which happened? So they figure, why not just merge all, merge everything then? So my my understanding is, there's so, there's some good quality content that is at risk of getting cut uh, via this. Like for example, HBO is making the Batman show about the Penguin, Colin Farrell. So is that getting cut? Right. Because the Batman movie did very well, like it grossed very well via uh, well views on the streaming service, and then grossed well in the movie theaters. Um, and I'm just worried about this going forward because could this be a trend if something as on the outside rock solid from all accounts like anybody i know who's used hbo max has been left like satisfied um there's been so much good they were the original you know we'll put it out in theaters for 30 days and then boom we'll put it on yeah so it's 
It's just like, are we going to see possibly like how many other streaming services is my point out there right now? Cause there's, there's, there's a metric crap ton. How many others are suffering in silence, so to speak? And will we see any more? Well, the fact that like, like you said, like we said a couple weeks ago when we went through like the user satisfaction rate on every streaming platform, HBO max was number one. And the fact that this could potentially happen this is all alleged, by the way, as of Wednesday. You're going to upset a lot of people. Allegedly, rumor, when Netflix is, like, shooting itself in the foot right now and trying to, you know, stay above water, they're watching HBO Max, who has become potentially number one competition for them, just absolutely shoot themselves. It, it yeah. is it is wild to think that a streaming what, platform what like this? HBO Max... Yeah. With so much fan popularity, with so much quality content across the board, movies and shows, is planning to just fold itself into a streaming platform that nobody uses. Literally no one. No offense if you are one of the few that uses Discovery. Like, Discovery Plus, I think, was number two from the bottom when we went through our, our user satisfaction rankings, and it was only behind Peacock. And Discovery, don't think you're going to cut and take away a large section, like, I don't know, a third, a fifth, a fourth, even a sixth of whatever HBO Max has to offer, and then roll the rest over to your content. Because guess what? Most of us are going to end up canceling if that's the case, because I don't want the catalog, I don't want the catalog cut into sections. I initially, way before it merged, when DC had its own like, streaming service, I had to get, uh, I borrowed it from someone. That's how I was watching DC, DC shows. And then, awesomely enough, boom, they merged with HBO in terms of, like, it was on HBO Max. Like, the DC service folded. And I understand that, because having a service just for, like, a superhero comic entity universe is kind of hard, you know? Um, but, like, DC, or DC, but HBO Max, or Go, had so much, or Max, I'm sorry, you see you saying both of them, the OG HBO Go, um... It had so much. It had it had anime on it. It had DC. It had like Sesame Kids. It had like HBO original movies and shows. And it had like a large section of movies, you know, from like studios, like Credible. There's a lot to choose from. And if that gets you know dwindled or diminished, then it's just kind of I'm out situation. If it, if Discovery wants to keep literally like 92 percent of everything, 95, I might stay in. You know, I'm not gonna like it. I'll be disgruntled, but it's the same stuff. It's just got a rebranding. But if you cut like 15% or more out, then what's the point? I don't want to The thing that stands out to me, too, is them cutting 70% of their development staff and not doing scripted shows anymore. That, like, major red flag to me. Because in terms of scripted shows, like, we watched Peacemaker, and that is right now tied for number one show of 2022 for our podcast that we've watched in terms of our ranking scale. Uh, Dune was on HBO Max. The Batman is currently on there. Like you said, the Colin Farrell uh, Penguin. Uh, the, one, the one about Philly. The, the mayor in East Mayor of Easttown. That uh, was popular. You know, uh, we own this we're, city. We're naming... We're naming... When I'm from COVID, when um, World Combat came yes. that had so many views. Like, Kyle and I are naming things that... In the Heights was on HBO Max. Like, So we're, na- we're naming things we like, but we're also naming things that did well publicity-wise. Like, no one did not watch them. Like, everyone watched with these things that we're listing. Godzilla, yep. King Kong, that was popular. Yep. You just going to replace that? Like, I don't, what is, what I do don't understand this. And the fact that you're going to put it as a tab on Discovery Plus for That's HBO, and That's then... slap. Make everything on regular HBO cable like that just seems like it's going backwards. Streaming in a services sense. are very much as Kyle talked about earlier with competition and Netflix struggling. They are very much their own worst enemies. It seems they often take on, I guess, too much or not enough, and then they do, I guess, not well financially or not well enough, and they have to do weird mergers and subtractions and additions. Like you got to think. Hulu was doing well, but it also was bought by Disney, and Disney also owns like the rights to Marvel slash Star Wars and ESPN. And I think does Disney own Nat Geo, Spotify? Uh, no. 
No, because they used to, but they used to have a thing where you could get Spotify and Hulu together. That's, that's yeah. why I thought of that. My point is like, but they have National so they Geographic have, too. Like they have they their have, whole. They have the market cornered. Like they have Disney Plus. When on, under that, they have ESPN Plus. So they have sports, Disney content, Hulu live content, programming. Yeah, with Hulu, with Hulu that goes on a on ABC and everything. So like they they very much have taken a slice. Everyone else is fighting over whatever whatever's left, and then. I imagine like Amazon Prime's in the corner just going, hi. <laughs> hi. Our, our, our well, owner has a trillion dollars, so we're going to tell you. Here. I'll tell you who's really probably like making a big, you know, in the corner waving and, and kind of like, oh, this Fair is amount. fantastic for us because we just announced the return of a, a beloved drama series, you know, crime series. Paramount Plus is probably licking their chops right now. Yeah, because the competition, Netflix is struggling because a lot of their original adaptations keep getting killed. And they're canceling a bunch of stuff lately, too. We'll get into that later on. Netflix has canceled like like two shows in the last week. Hulu's part of the corporation. They're part of the man. They're part of the the house of mouse. Amazon Prime's on the up. That's because they're smart and and dumb, I guess, because they could Mm. fail. And they invested a shit ton of money in the Lord of the Rings slash Game of Thrones. They were like full fantasy We'll get all well, Game of Thrones years. is HBO Max. What does that mean for House of the Dragon? Oh, I thought it was Amazon. No, it's I HBO was... Max. Lord of the Rings is Amazon, though. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. But what does that mean for that? You know, there's allegedly seven other spinoff shows for Game of Thrones that are supposed to be in development or coming out, you know. And they're what almost done that? filming that show, right? They're almost done filming that show, right? It's supposed to come out in like a year. House of the Dragon year. comes out this month. Okay, so they're already done filming. Yeah, there you go. And then with Peacemaker, we can already assume, like we named it earlier, they probably already started filming for that. Yeah, season two is supposed to happen. You know, James Gunn is is developing other stories for other members of the Suicide Squad. What does it mean for that? You know, the the trickle down of this is oh, mind blowing. <laughs> like, I don't understand why. The, the head honcho of, of HBO would even remotely think about this idea or this concept. I mean, probably money and lack of money, like in terms of, I guess you and I have to do more research and see if you can try to figure out, because it's kind of hard to figure out how, how much some of these make. Let's uh, maybe, maybe he didn't want the responsibility. Like he wants to just go back to being a cable company, like in terms of like, People pay for your channel. It's a flat rate. There's no, you know what I mean? There's no hassle. They buy your movies. But at the same time, I feel like everyone had HBO, like the streaming service. Like everyone loved it. Yeah, so this is from Deadline. Warner Brothers Discovery is heading into a very important week. Uh, The company whose regime just crossed the 100 days in office mark uh, reports its Q2 earnings Thursday when CEO David Zaslav and his team are expected to lay out a more uh, more concrete plans for the combined entity than they did in Q1 earnings calls um, held just a couple of weeks after the $43 billion Discovery Warner Media merger, which happened back in April. Um, that could include more details about how the two company streaming services, HBO Max and Discovery Plus, would be combined under and under what name about the company's theatrical streaming film strategy and how a promised $3 billion in savings, a number that many expect to go higher, would be achieved. August had long been rumored to be the month for mass layoffs, with the first wave now expected as early as next week, as the honeymoon period for the new regime is coming to an end. This coming Monday also marks the start of uh, Warner Brothers, the WD's, WBD's three days a week return to office mandate, which became one of the first major tests for the new leadership. The return plan was met with strong resistance by Warner Media employees, rightfully so, work from home works, uh, especially in this landscape, like you don't really need to be there, uh, when it was announced soon after the merger was completed. HBO Max, which has positioned itself as a top-tier streamer after two years of operation, has found itself at the center of all sorts of wild speculation for the past couple of months, from a supposed shutdown and folding into Discovery Plus, to individual departments dissolving, to a buying freeze and dramatic cull of its development slate. While the streamer has paused new live-action kids and family programming, as well as unscripted content, most of the rumors could not be substantiated as HBO Max is preparing for one of the biggest launches ever with the Game of Thrones prequel House of the Dragon. 
Further consolidation of HBO and HBO Max's scripted operations under Casey Bloys is expected, and the future of HBO Max's unscripted division is in question, given the pending merger with the nonfiction-focused Discovery Plus. Yeah. It's bad. I don't even know. <laughs> Can we go on to the next topic? I don't it's like bad. It here. Like, I feel like they are just completely mismanaging everything and they think they're gonna cut costs and lose money now just wait Dude, until I, this allegedly happens like nobody's gonna be fucking with i them. think they're planning on game of thrones tanking <laughs> they're like no one's gonna watch it like millions of dollars full spend hbo max uh here this is like a little bit about how they spend hbo max and turner networks spend a lot more on programming on average than Discovery. For instance, a show like HBO Max's reality series F-Boy Island costs between $1.5 million to $2 million an hour compared to a traditional hour of Discovery programming that is pegged around $400,000 to Top bins, top tier commentary. Top drawer, upper 90. You already know. You already know. I think that's how it always goes. We went like 45 minutes and we were at like Chelsea. What are we doing? Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I am Matt Kessler. And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today. Hey, it's Top Ben's time. What's up? We're back. I want to go home. And the high-profile scrapping of J.J. Abrams' HBO series, uh, Demimonde, I believe is how it's pronounced, last month raised the question how the merged business will deal with A-list talent. Bad. This is very... Cue Stephen A. Smith. This is bad. This is very, very bad. Stay off the week. No. (laughs) No, I guess the punchline. Yeah. Here is that I'm pissed, and I'm hoping internet bullies the living beep uh, out of the internet in terms of I hope we get HBO back. Um, it doesn't seem like we're going to, and what Kyle just read and what we already talked about seems like it's very well going to happen. Who knows? Maybe it's all a smoke show, and they're just doing some reimaging. Maybe they want to hire new people. We can hope for the best. And but... let's be fair, too, Dylan. Like The IP okay. will be a huge thing going forward for hbo max and warner brothers and everything because warner brothers has the libraries of dc harry potter hanna barbera and looney tunes a collection that deadline says is only matched by uh disney with marvel star wars and pixar um proper management of the big franchises is is a top priority with finding a dc chief who can revitalize the comic universe the way kevin feige has done with marvel of utmost importance. Um, there's been much chatter about a new Harry Potter with about new Harry Potter extensions, including a TV series. And allegedly Zaslav is understood to have recently met with the creator who we will not say her name because she sucks. Um, that's very weird to me. Like this whole thing just seems very like rushed. It's out of pocket. That's the only. That's the way. That's. I'm. I'm done with it. I. It's, I just don't. I no. I'm. I'm not trying to. I'm being serious, Kyle. Like there's not much else we could say in terms of like we have to wait and see. It's like the whole confirmed. process to me just seems very like out of left field. Like why no, would I, you? I agree with that. If if you're discover like coming from Discovery's point of view too, like 
I understand you operate on a much lower budget. I get it. It's Shark Week. It just happened. You don't have to ruin my fucking life. <laughs> Clip it. Uh, like, if you're discovering you operate on this smaller budget, but you're also merging with a titan like HBO, HBO Max, why would you not want to use that to your advantage? And let them just kind of continue to operate the way they have. Because for two years now, HBO Max has been the creme de la creme. People have been flocking to it. And now you're just going to say, oh, we're going to we're going to go cut the cake. We're going to cut the cord on this. And, you know, you're going to come under our umbrella now. And we're just going to absolutely ruin everything that you've just built. It's very strange to me. Um I'm just I'm at a I was at a loss for words when I saw this because we had just talked about HBO Max being like the top dog. We hyped it up and for what to get to get literally pooped on by Discovery Channel. <sighs> Listen, Discovery Channel, I have you know I haven't watched Shark Week in a couple years. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a strange thing. We'll be keeping you updated on uh all our social platforms about it. Um Hopefully it's just a rumor and it's not real. That's what we can hope for. Speaking of real news. Clip it, right? Clip it, clip it. We're alive. No, kidding. Uh She Hulk and Andor news. We've got updates on both series since the last time we recorded. Uh when they're releasing. Release dates moving forward. Uh, we got a trailer for Andor, which is very exciting. Yo, did you know that, I, I did research off the trailer, that Andor is using largely practical effects, yes. not CGI, which is like... They're the first show for Star Wars not using the volume camera, I think it is. Um, well, Mandalorian which... uses practical effects too, but they also use the volume, yeah. Yeah, they use the volume for season two, um, which... I'm excited. I mean, everything we've seen from Andor from the moment that they announced that that show was happening, what, in like 2019 at D23? Yeah, a little while now. They showed, like, you know, everything that they were doing with it and that it has a movie budget and everything. I've been excited for this show for a very long time. Uh, As of high, yep. I agree. So to start with Andor, it was originally going to be coming out August 31st with a two-episode premiere, which sure. we got that trailer announcing that, I want to say a couple months ago. Yeah, it wasn't too long ago. Was we just got the new trailer as well a couple days ago. But Andor will now release on September 21st. So we have a little bit more time before we go back to a galaxy far, far away. Um, but obviously Dylan and I will be speculating about Andor for a bit. Of course. Um, it will now come out September 21st with a yes, three-episode premiere. We are getting one-fourth ah. of the season at once. That's crazy, because we haven't gotten a three-episode premiere since never, right? Never. The most we've ever gotten was two, which was with Hawkeye, WandaVision, WandaVision and... Loki? No. Was Loki two? No. I don't think so. I think it was WandaVision, and then Hawkeye was a two-episode premiere. WandaVision! I like the two episode one. Oh no, didn't Obi Wan get we got two right? Obi Wan did give us a two episode premiere. Yes, you um, are right. I generally that. like the two just because like if the show they is usually good, flow able, into each other too. That they flow, and if the show is good, you're able to like get like a massive understanding in one go. Whereas if you cut cut me off, if you have like nine episodes and I only get one per week. After week one, week two, I'm like sitting here like I don't even know what I just watched. <laughs> and Andor's giving us three episodes, and the season is going to be twelve episodes. Yeah, that's that's nuts. That's which is also three. the most for any Disney Plus property that we've ever gotten, and will be the most until Daredevil: Born Again comes out in two years. Um, but we're getting a quarter of the season all at once, September 21st. So that's a Wednesday release, like normal. Um, that's kind of been like the the normal release for everything since Loki uh, started yeah, Disney, when they switched over Disney, to Wednesdays. Disney be liking their Wednesdays. Um, well, they don't like Except, them that much because say, <laughs> today <laughs> they announced that She-Hulk will now premiere on August 18th instead of August 17th. And subsequent episodes for She-Hulk will release every Thursday 
uh, instead of Wednesdays, which you and I talked pre-pod and looking at, you know, how things would have lined up with the Andor news happening first, saying that it's coming out September 21st with three episodes. She-Hulk episode six, I believe it would have been if they're doing just one episode a week type thing would have come out the same day as the Andor premiere. So I don't think Disney wanted to have a mid-season She-Hulk episode that could be pretty big because She-Hulk is going to be 10 episodes. Ah, okay, there you go. That's how long it was. Episode 6 could be a a pretty massive, you know, mid-season type thing. They probably didn't want that to get lost in the hype and the premiere of such a big Star Wars property. Um, So I think they moved it to Thursday so they could split them up, which you and I, I think, are totally, I'm totally fine with that. I'm fine with that too. I mean, it makes more sense in terms of you don't want them to overlap in the sense of like same day. You also don't want them to overlap too much. Like the good, the good thing is She-Hulk's going to be a decent chunk of the way done. You're getting near the climax of the story or the resolution of season one, and Andor is just starting. Uh, granted, Andor also you have three episodes off the cuff, which is crazy. Um, but no, I definitely agree. It's a smart move. Because, like, think about if you're watching a show and then you're only, like, two episodes in and another show starts the same day. You're going to essentially have to choose which one you want to finish. Do I finish right. the one that I just started or do I, you know what I mean? Do I do both and then risk the risk the, the, the risk of, like, bleeding characters throughout different shows? And you're like, She-Hawk's not in the end door. What the hell am I thinking about? <laughs> 100% agree. And I think... You and I both would like to see Star Wars just return to Fridays, which would be very nice. We would like that. Do Do Marvel on Wednesdays, Star Wars on Fridays. That'd be great. Um, Also, also, good Star Wars show. Yeah, I think Andor is going to be very, very. I think Andor has, like, on the surface level, from seeing the trailers and just knowing, like, what they're putting into this, I think it's going to be Mandalorian levels of, like, good. I could see that, and I'm excited for the practical aspect that has my... I was not disinterested. I was just kind of going throughout the motions uh, for both of these shows, honestly. Mm-hmm. Both these shows I'm not not happy for, but I'm not, like, psyched. Um, I know you honestly, and I were both more psyched after seeing the CGI improvements on She-Hulk with the second trailer that showed correct. Daredevil and everything. Uh, exactly. I was just going to add the, the most recent trailers for both these shows, respectively, have... Um, made me appreciate their release more and i'm eagerly looking forward to trying out both of these shows. which dylan now. did you catch what was in the background of one of the frames in the she-hulk trailer yeah it was a reference a lot to of a people a lot of people breaking that right? down um, one johnny blaze there you go that's there interesting to me there's no there's no fluid in here, sorry. Oh. <laughs> Johnny Blaze. What a tease. Uh Johnny Blaze poster, which some people also read it as Donnie Blaze, which in the comics there's another ghost rider. Wait. Johnny Blaze. Johnny Blaze. Like Donnie Donnie Burgess, like Donnie Wahlburger. Is he gonna be is he gonna be is he gonna be the human torch? <laughs> Could you imagine if we get a Ghost Rider appearance in She-Hulk? Because <laughs> I was thinking about it and I was like, no. Nah. Daredevil like, obviously no. being there is huge for yeah. just our brand and knowing what is possibly in the pipeline for Phase 6 with the Midnight Suns. That's huge for anything. Ghost Rider's in the Midnight Suns, so that's like our first Ghost Rider MCU reference. Outside of, what, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I think he was referenced a bit. Um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I think he was actually in the show. Mm. Like, there was an agent or there yeah. was someone they worked with that was him. But I don't think he was in there. Like, he was in there, like, maybe 20, 30 episodes max. Like, he wasn't, like, a main... You know what I mean? He wasn't, like, a right. mainstay of the show. Um, I mean, I think that's significant, to say the least, that, you know, there's a reference to... Uh, a character that is not yet in the MCU along with the fact that we talked about this last week or the week before Ryan Gosling saying he wants to play Ghost Rider in the MCU and Kevin Feige saying he's totally about it. I'm very interested to see the Ghost Rider thing play out in the MCU because that opens a whole new hallway in the MCU for Midnight Suns, for a Nick Cage variant, for... 
uh, Mephisto to finally come into the MCU because we all know how Ghost Rider gets his powers. It's from Mephisto. Um, the devil. I think the way that that She Hulk is supposed to play out as like a courtroom drama comedy. They get the whole podcast hosted by Stephen McAvoy and John Mavalia. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Get In The Whole Pod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf. Releasing weekly a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family of podcasts wherever you listen to your favorite shows. There's room for like it to kind of be a case by case, week by week episode. Like every week could be a different court case, and it would be very funny if somebody, whether it's Matt Murdock or She Hulk, are defending Johnny Blaze. And just like real life, court cases are often, or, you know, cases, court, law. Shout it's, out Johnny Depp. Not, yeah. Oh my God. It's not often clear cut. There's a lot yes. more, like, there's a lot more behind the scenes, and there's, there's ways to interpret the law. So, going off what Kyle said, it wouldn't make sense because this could be a way to introduce a character or two via the judicial system. 100%. And. There's a quote uh, today from She-Hulk director uh, Kat Coiro on Daredevil's role in the show. Uh, and they said, to watch Matt Murdock and Jennifer Walters match wits is something I think people are going to love. Charlie and Tatiana have great chemistry. It's got the tone of a Howard Hawks movie. Which, for the people at home, Howard Hawks is... The director of, if my computer wants to load here, tone of a Howard Hawks movie means, you know, uh, Scarface, Rio Bravo, bringing up baby, El Dorado, only angels have wings, a lot of, a lot of mob, western, old school type vibes. So that's also very interesting that that is the tone in terms of their chemistry. Interesting. So one's gonna be bad for the other one is kind of what I got from that. But just, I mean, I guess I'll find out. Yeah. So new episodes there, which leads us to say that obviously means our pod schedule is gonna switch up a bit. Uh, yes, sir. For She Hulk, at least um, for the ten episode run. So I think it would make the most sense leading up to you know Andor at least. Whew. Our episodes starting on August 18th, so in two weeks, pretty much. Yes. So next week, still regular schedule. Two weeks, yeah. Dylan and I will start recording on Thursdays when She-Hulk comes out. Episodes will drop on Fridays for the people. Um, so just one day switch. And then when Andor drops, probably the same schedule. Because then we'll be able to watch Andor on Wednesdays. Maybe we'll do some sort of Twitter spaces or, or some sort of something just to talk to the people um, and discuss and or, you know, as it happens. Yeah. Uh, and then podcast, because Twitter spaces now, you can record the spaces and save them, which is very nice. Uh, then Thursday, She-Hulk drops. So then same thing. We'll record Thursdays. It'll come out on Friday. So that'll be the schedule for at least the run of She-Hulk. And then once She-Hulk ends, we'll revert back to uh, recording on Wednesdays for the remainder of Andor. And then depending on what gets released next from Marvel, we'll see when that kind of shows up. Um, but I mean, we're, yeah. we're heading towards a, a treasure trove of content, if you will. Yeah, you kind of usually get a gauntlet every once in a while where we have a show or two or three to kind of peruse over, and uh, we're heading towards what he just said. We're going to have two shows at once sooner than later. Um, we could even have three shows at once. I mean, there's, there's a lot of shows coming out. Um, I'm sure if enough people want me to watch it, I will gladly tune in and try the Game of Thrones thing. I'm not sure if Kyle will do that. That's fine because he didn't watch the other ones. There's no reason might watch it. There you go. But either way, um, there's a lot of stuff coming out. I'm really excited. Which also probably brings us, I'm um, trying to get my segue game up. Never, I'll never be Kyle's level. But with that being said, that brings us to more news.
That's right, Dylan. It is everybody's favorite segment, the streaming platform, Multiverse News and Notes, brought to you by our homies over at Pickup. You guys can go to playpickup.com, start playing the hottest headlines in sports, uh, rack up points on your fan profiles, cash them in for prizes on the Pickup Marketplace. That's playpickup.com. Yes, Dylan, uh, earlier this week, just one day ago, it was uh, announced by those beautiful, beautiful Duffer brothers, Stranger Things 5 is now being written. Day yeah, one was August I saw 2nd. the picture, picture of the uh, blank board. They didn't give us a single crumb. They could have at least one word written in Sharpie. At least they showed us the five. <laughs> That's true. They gave us one number, ass. one numeral. I would have been an ass and wrote like the on the board and take a picture of it. Uh, <gasps> very excited for season five, obviously, uh, and to see where all of that goes. Uh, this one's kind of big news, and I think is very exciting for a lot of reasons. Uh, the biggest A24 movie ever, Everything Everywhere at All at Once, the directors Daniel Kwan and Daniel uh, Schneiner, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. I apologize if that's wrong. Uh, they've signed an exclusive five-year partnership with Universal. Oh, they cashed him big. Good for them. So that, I think, is pretty massive. Um we got our first look via Empire Magazine of Damon Targaryen in House of the Dragon. Looks pretty wild with the armor he's got on. His helmet kind of looks like a dragon a bit. Um, got our first look there. We also got Dylan. Where did it go? Uh, I do not know. Here we go. Speaking of HBO Max earlier, uh, Scoob sequel film which is the animated Scooby-Doo uh, like movie, got canceled by Warner Brothers Discovery. The film had a budget you... of $40 million and was going to release on HBO Max. No! It's not tying in! Um, this is a quote from a rival studio executive on Batgirl getting canceled. Quote, Worked in this town for three decades and this is some unprecedented shit right here. Actors still get paid. <laughs> what? I'm being serious. I don't know. Like when you do a movie, do you get paid by? I'm assuming it's by check, right? Like by weekly or yeah, something. monthly, or do you just get promised like, "Hey, end of this movie, baby, I got you with the check." What about now? That's three years from now. You'll see the money. You know what I mean? Yes. Warner Brothers released a statement on canceling Batgirl. Quote: "The decision is not." Uh, to not release Batgirl reflects our leadership strategic shift as it relates to the DC Universe and HBO Max. Okay, so I think I feel like they're just completely trying to compete with the DC. And I understand that, but you don't have to do that in in culmination in, or in terms of canceling a movie that was essentially done, mixing a bunch of original shows and then merging. Like, if you want to make the DC so awesome... Like, just open a gosh darn book. Look outside your window and see what has worked for other universes. Yep. Like, Game you of Thrones... source material. <laughs> Game of Thrones, which is ironic because it's the same studio. Game of Thrones literally tanked at the end and did well enough to still garnish other spin-off right. prequel shows. They also went on to say, Leslie Grace is an incredibly talented actor. I agree. Uh, this, this decision is not a reflection of her performance. Sure, feels like it. I'm not, not really being I mean. Like, that's how she probably views it. Variety says Batgirl was canceled so it could be a tax write down. That's a big yikes. Um, James Gunn says Peacemaker Season 2 is safe after Batgirl got canceled. Good. And here is a quote from the directors uh, of Batgirl being canceled. We are saddened and shocked by the news. We still can't believe it. As directors, it is critical that our work be shown to audiences. And while the film was far from finished, we wish that fans all over the world would have had the opportunity to see and embrace the final film themselves. Maybe one day they will in Salah. Um, our amazing cast and crew did a tremendous job and worked so hard to bring Batgirl to life. We are forever grateful to have uh, been part of that team. It was a dream to work with such fantastic actors like Michael Keaton, J.K. Simmons, Brendan Fraser, Jacob Scipio, uh, Corey Johnson, Rebecca Front, and especially the great Leslie Grace, 
who portrayed Batgirl with so much passion, dedication, and humanity. In any case, as huge fans of Batman since we were little kids, it was a privilege and an honor to have been part of the DCEU, even if it was for a brief moment. Batgirl for life. This sucks. It does suck. I mean, that's just... How much you can say about it? It's just, it's unfortunately, it's done. But did it have to be done? You know, like why, right? Why was it done in the first place? It's such a bummer. Um, on a more positive it's note, and I think you'll bummer. you'll be very pleasantly surprised by this, Dylan. Uh, Prey, the new uh, Predator movie. Yeah. It currently has a ninety-six percent on Rotten Tomatoes, based on fifty-seven reviews. It is now the highest rated Predator movie of all time. Wait, what, what movies? What uh, service is it on? Like, how can I watch it? Uh, I believe it's on Hulu. Okay, I, I might have to watch it. Um, so Good for that, though. That's, that's pretty cool. Massive. Um, we talked about this right before we started recording. Moon Knight director Mohamed Diab and Oscar Isaac are currently in Cairo, Egypt. When asked by a fan if season two is happening, Oscar Isaac said, quote, why else would we be here? Then the video on TikTok um, by user H-A-Y-A-A-T-T-I-A-A-A uh, was reposted by Mohammed Diab on TikTok. And this just has me giddy. We're getting season two of Moon Knight, brother. Three, two, one. Every day we wake up <laughs> and we start to break up. <laughs> Lonely is a man without love. No, uh, no, it is it is good news. Seriously, that we are getting some of the shows that we enjoy here on streaming season uh, back and uh, filming, uh, and I love that we're getting Midnight season two. I really can't say much more about that. I enjoyed that show. Uh, this is via Deadline, Dylan, the one show from Phase 5 I'm very excited for. Ironheart has a new cast member. This cast is oh, yeah. loaded, man. Uh, Shea Coulee has been cast in Ironheart. Uh, they are uh, an American drag queen, which I think is very fucking cool. Um, that is really cool. I don't know. Yeah, so they are. Uh, they have also been on RuPaul's Drag Race, so that's pretty fucking cool. I'm excited to awesome. see where that kind of uh, ties in because this cast is loaded. Like, I know I've swooned about this show simply because I've read the, the comics comic that comic. involve Ironheart. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I'm going to pull up the cast here for the people. And obviously this doesn't come yeah. out, I think, until fall of 2023. But our confirmed cast now, including Shea Coulee, uh, and if I'm mispronouncing that, I apologize. Obviously, Dominique Thorne will be Riri Williams, Ironheart. She will be in uh, Wakanda Forever. Um, Lyric Ross, Manny Montana, Alden Ehrenreich, who we talked about, I think, last week, joining the cast. And then Anthony Ramos, obviously, was in In the Heights, was in the uh, Broadway production of Hamilton. Um, this cast is it's, it's building up to be something pretty big. I like it. Lyric Ross also has been in... I think there's something big. Yes, she was in This Is Us. I like it. Um, so I I'm like very it. excited about this cast uh, and the way that it's taking shape. Um, some other things to address here. Uh, something that I know you're not very excited about. Joker 2 with uh, Jakuku Pahuinix. If everybody knows that reference, comment down below. With Joaquin Phoenix takes place largely in Arkham Asylum with Lady Gaga expected to play Harley Quinn. I did not see that. <laughs> and That's Joker crazy. 2 releases October 4th, 2024. I'm not not excited about it. I just think that... I didn't even see the movie. first one, honestly. I just think it's a movie that's best left as a, a one and done. Uh, Want to get happy, Dylan? Yes. Ryan Reynolds is now training for Deadpool three. Okay, thank you. I needed that. That's a good way to. That's a good way to reel, reel, reel me back in. Reeling you reel back, back in, in, boss. Thank you, Ryan sir. Reynolds is back. Pat Pitts, our uh, our resident Marvel binge writer, right now. 
uh, just finished Deadpool 1 and 2, and Deadpool is now which his is, favorite character. Which is funny, because, uh, what was it, two years ago, he was a Marvel noob and hasn't yeah. watched If that. It might have been even, like, a year, year or ago. And now he's an addict. Yeah. Uh, House of the Dragon showrunner Miguel Sapo- Sapochnik apologize for the butchering, uh, says that nine of the 17 dragons will be shown in season one, Dylan. That's a lot of dragons. That's a whole lot of dragons right there. Um, This is interesting to me. One of, I think, our favorite parts of the sequel Star Wars movies, Finn, John Boyega, uh, he shuts down rumors that he's been cast in a secret MCU role. He wants to work on fresh ideas, and it's real hard to top Iron Man. That's via Men's Health magazine. Uh, In training for roles, John Boyega listens to film scores like Gladiator, Inception, and The Dark Knight. It's harder to run on the treadmill when Drake is talking about being on the jet. (laughs) The workouts I do are hard. I need some motivation. We all know the traditional Big Four sports and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey? Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Kremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. that um i also saw in the madam web movie right the madam web madam yeah they there's a rumor going on that the what is his name i always forget his name he's in Step Brothers. he's not will ferrell or john c riley he's like the one guy's older brother he's a super nerdy but he met he met mark hamill he's in a bunch of comedies i don't know his name adam scott Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's been cast. That's Peter Parker, right? Oh, I didn't see it was Peter Parker. I just saw that, that he got rumor. cast. The rumor is he's going to be like an older like Peter Parker, and I can see that. I like that. He's a, he's a skinny. He's, a, he's funny. He's a skinnier yeah. build. He wouldn't have to lose weight. You have to just gain a little bit of muscle. But if he's playing a middle-aged 40-year-old Peter Parker, he doesn't have to be as ripped. Person. I like that. It really work, works out. That was the rumor I saw. Uh, you'll laugh at this one. Your boy Michael Keaton, Dylan, says he's never watched an entire Marvel or DC movie. Quote, I have other shit to do. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, honestly. Hey, dude. Michael, I feel the same way, buddy. Some of the movies Uh I've watched recently and those franchises, respectively, uh, I agree. I agree. Uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Andor is the first live-action Star Wars show not to use the volume. All sets are practical. Quote, we're yes, old school. Uh, yes, we had to talk. Uh, we had to walk for hours up a mountain to set up one shot. Huge effort. Really dangerous to get there. All you can see around you is sky, trees, rivers, lakes. Amazing. Like being on another planet. That's from Empire Online. Uh, we got our first trailer for Cyberpunk Edge Runners releasing on Netflix in September. Yawn. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm keeping it real. He said yawn. Uh, HBO ruined my day, Kyle. They ruined it. Marvel has uh, officially described Secret Invasion as a crossover event, Dylan. Not yawn. Go ahead. Uh, Sylvester Stallone slams the Drago spinoff film that's in development. Oh, God. Quote, this pathetic producer, Erwin Winkler, and his moronic vulture children are once again picking clean the bones of another character I created. I never wanted Rocky characters to be exploited by these parasites. Sheesh. Dolph Lundgren on the Drago film. Quote, just to set the record straight regarding a possible Drago spinoff, there's no approved script, no deals in place, no director, and I was personally under the impression that my friend Sly Stallone was involved as a producer or even as an actor. Messy, messy. 
I will break you. <laughs> July 2022, Dylan, is the first month since December 2019 to generate $1 billion at the domestic box office. Yeah, movies are back, bro. Movies, movies are, back. are way back. And obviously the big Johns are uh, Top Gun Maverick, Nope, uh, Thor Love and Thunder, and Minions. They all did massive... It's such a clearly not related list of movies. Like like a war like a war movie about like bromances and like the you know, fighter pilots and you have you have a Marvel movie about gods, you know minion about little yellow banana monster minion things. And then what was it what was our name? What was the last one? Uh Thor Love and Thunder, Minions, Minion, Top Gun, and Top Nope. Yeah, and Nope is a the soap like a is a thriller horror like realist movie like <laughs> nothing alike all of them which is funny. yes but it's cool though same movies back back in action um, um we also have confirmation that in spider-man across the spider-verse cyborg spider-woman will appear in the film that is nutty sorry to hear a dog in the background miller is probably chasing a squirrel hey miller's canon bro Dude, Miller is canon. He's, he's, he exists in every universe. And then the other big news here, Dylan, we got the crossover event we've all wanted. Joseph Quinn met Metallica and played and shredded yes! his guitar with I Metallica. Saw that. that was sick. And he got it signed, too. They gave him one. Got it signed. He got to shred with the band. And during their set at Lollapalooza, they had Eddie Munson and Stranger Things videos going on behind them, which was fucking epic. And then also, I don't know if you saw uh, in Romania, 21 Pilots also incorporated Stranger Things into their set and remixed Heathens a little bit, their song from the original Suicide Squad movie that came out in 2016. They incorporated the Stranger Things theme song into the Heathens mix and had uh, Stranger Things uh videography going on behind them as well in front of a comically huge crowd in romania like ridiculously huge that's electric i love it 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 uh and then i don't know if i mentioned this last time on the pod or not mention it again it's our show godzilla vs kong sequel is now filming the film releases march 15th 2024 i don't think you did mention that and guess what is it going to release on HBO? Oh, I don't know. Well, I think that one is on Paramount, to be honest. Um, because, if I'm not mistaken, DJ and I might have talked about this. Uh, our boy John Walker and his daddy are co-starring in that bad boy. Yes. Okay, and we can talk about it. But either way, that is epic. Um... And then this was confirmed as well for Spider-Man Freshman Year. It's a multiverse story. Uh, It follows the pattern you see in Civil War. But because of things that happen in the multiverse, it's not Tony Stark waiting for him. It's Norman Osborn. It does not fit into the MCU timeline, though. So like we had mentioned uh, last week on our Comic-Con recap, view it in the lens of a what-if type situation. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, And then... I think this will be a fun one to speculate on and, and end this episode on. James Gunn thinks an R-rated Scooby-Doo 3 is possible. They'd do it that. if we asked, and he said, I just don't think I have the time right now. But man, talk about a movie that was kind of ahead of its time. I think that Scooby-Doo film and the sequel were two movies that if they came out even like four years ago, they would have been blockbuster hits 10x of what they were when they originally came out. I could see that. I mean, they were pretty iconic to us as kids. Like, I, I remember them both pretty well, considering how many crazy movies we watched as kids. And I still right. can probably giggle at a part or two. I'm sure, it's, I'm sure there are parts of it that probably <laughs> age terribly. But there are also parts that probably cinematic, you know, it's comic gold. Um, Scooby-Doo, man. So it's an icon, you know, like the mystery. It's just that character, that little little, little gang of misfits, little detectives. Um, they're iconic. And if the same actors did it, I would jump a joy because I loved, I loved, loved the actor who played Shaggy. 
yes. the embodied live action Shaggy. Um, it would be cool to see Scoob because we would get better CGI. Totally. Than, than what we had then. And um, hoping Freddie Prince Jr. comes back as Freddy or Fred. L- Linda and, Cardellini, uh, baby. Yeah, that too. That too. Yeah. I got to play a new reaction video that I clipped the other day for Twitter. Uh, because it fits so well for what we just said right there. Uh, you're going to die That's laughing true. at this. If it wants to play. Come on. Come on. Come on. You can do it. I loved, I loved uh, Scooby-Doo, man. Gave me one of my first crushes as a, as a young as a young lad, and those movies are so me. underrated. Uh, but speaking of Linda Cardellini and fitting in right there, <laughs> uh, to wrap up too, since I totally forgot that these were uh, announced today, Disney did like their little kind of upfront almost uh, with new stuff coming this fall to Disney Plus. Uh, so to list off some of the the titles coming through. Uh, of uh, assembled the making of Miss Marvel is now streaming on Disney Plus. Um, so kind of the behind the scenes look at how that movie or that show was made. Um, we obviously have let's see here, uh, Light and Magic is now streaming on Disney Plus. That's a Star Wars kind of like behind the scenes look as well. Um, we have premiering on Disney Plus Day, growing up docu series. Uh, don't know too much about what that's about, but that is coming out September 8th on we'll Disney+. We'll find Plus. out! Um, it's coming of age in Universal. Make your, mark your calendars for the Disney Plus Day premiere of Growing Up, a docuseries streaming September 8th only on Disney+. Plus. Uh, we have uh, Epic Adventures with Bird Gregory also releasing. That's under the, like, the Nat Geo uh, tab of Disney+. Plus. That's also coming out on September 8th. Um, we got a new poster for I Am Groot, which looks very awesome. That's obviously dropping next week, which Dylan and I will be talking about all five of those shorts coming out. This one's interesting to me, Dylan, because I don't think we've ever gotten anything live on Disney+. Plus. Uh, the new season of Dancing with the Stars will be live on September 19th, only on Disney+. Plus. That's interesting. Um, so that's... Very interesting to me. Uh, we have Supernatural, uh, which is another Nat Geo project. Uh, discover the secret powers and super senses of the world's most extraordinary animals with Nat Geo, James Cameron, and Benedict Cumberbatch. Hashtag hey. Supernatural series is streaming September 21st on Disney+. Plus. Um, we also got a release date for Season 2 of the Mighty Ducks Game Changer show. That's coming out September 28th on Disney+. Plus. I did watch the first season of that. Very nostalgic type of show to go back and watch if you're a Mighty Ducks fan. Uh, I think it warranted a season two. It was pretty decent. Um, so that's coming out. And then obviously Lightyear is now streaming uh, on Disney+, Plus with IMAX enhancement as well. So maybe next week we'll be talking about Lightyear because I've heard very, very good things about it. Didn't get a chance to see it in theaters, but now it's on Disney+. Plus. So uh, mark your calendars. We're talking I Am Groot next week, potentially Lightyear next week, and uh, by next week we'll know what the fuck is going on with HBO Max and yes, hopefully the, future it's of, <laughs> the future of the streaming platform itself. Make sure you leave those reviews, people. Let Kyle and I know how good of a job we're doing. And also, in those reviews, allow us to peruse and see future shows and movies to stream for you guys. 100%. So make sure you're following us on the socials at StreamerSZN. We are 34 followers away from 200, which is huge. Uh, follow Dylan on Twitter at Dylan Mazzola. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. Subscribe, 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 subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And like Dylan always says, leave your show recommendations in the Apple Podcast reviews and leave them in the YouTube comment section. Subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. Full video episodes of streamer season and every Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast are available on our YouTube channel. And uh, smash that like button, click the bell icon, all that good stuff. And shout out to the sponsors, Tomahawk Shades, Kenwood Beer, Pickup, 
and Bino Board. All of their information is linked in the show notes on audio, so Apple and Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts, and then linked in the description on YouTube. This has been an on the edge of your seats. Let's hope and pray for HBO Max to be okay episode of Streamer Season, part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network as the exclusive streaming platform TV and movie podcast. Till next week, Dylan and I are going to go put a prayer circle around HBO Max to stay alive. But until then, keep on streaming.